0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin. wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, in the name of Allah, the Most Beneficent, the Most Merciful. We begin continuing the discussion on the Salah Described. Uh, the topic uh, for this discussion Uh, relates to first the uh, the recitation of the Imam. Uh, What is the, the proper recitation of the Imam? Should it be prolonged? Should it be shortened? It should be known that the Sunnah for the Imam is to shorten, to have it shortened, shorten the length of the recitation. And when the people of ilm, of knowledge, uh, say that it is the Sunnah for the Imam to shorten uh, the length, or it is the Sunnah, it is the Sunnah, it means that When it is done, then the person is rewarded, and if not done, is not punishable for relinquishing it. Because the rulings, in accordance with the classification of the people of knowledge, are five. The wajib, the obligatory, and the opposite of that is the muharram, the forbidden. And the third is the Sunnah, and the opposite of that is the Makrooh, that which is disliked. And the fifth one is the Mubah, which is permissible. So the Sunnah for the Imam is to shorten the length, meaning make it light on people. However, this this kind of shortening, the length of the recitation, is divided into two types. An obligated shortening of the length of recitation, and and the second, and the second is the accidental. The second is the Accidental. As to the obligated, it means that the person should not go beyond what came in the sunnah. It means that the person should not go beyond what came in the sunnah. So if he goes beyond what came in the sunnah, then he is prolonging. As to the accidental, This is due to a cause that necessitates the shortening lesser to a lesser degree that came in the Sunnah. The evidence for the obligated type of which is known in Arabic as تَخْفِيف, تخفيف uh, making it uh, short meaning in this case the recitation, is the hadith They agreed upon hadith amma Whenever one of you leads the uh, prayer, leads the people in the prayer, then let him make his uh, recitation uh, short in length and as to the accidental is the saying of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam inni ladkhulu fi al-salat wa ana uridu an util fa asma'u bukaa al-sabi fa atajawaz fi salati makhafat an ashaqqa ala ummi in the hadith uh, reported by al-Bukhari al-Muslim, and it's Sahih bukhari Volume 1, Book 11, Hadith 67. The Prophet ﷺ said, When I stand for the prayer, I intend to prolong it. But on hearing the cries of a child, I cut it. I cut it short as I dislike to trouble the child's mother. Now, Some of the scholars are with the opinion that the shortening of the salah which is in agreement with the sunnah of the Prophet then this according to this opinion, it is wajib, it's an obligation. And they cite the incidents that took place with Mu'ad bin Jabal رضي الله عنه. And that is when a man was, uh, when a man came and, to pray, he, he came to pray behind Mu'ad bin Jabal so he came and made his camel kneel and joined Mu'ad in the prayer. Muadh recited Surah Al-Baqarah, Chapter 2, or Surah Al-Nisa, Chapter 4. So the man left the prayer and went away. When he came to know that Mu'ad had criticized him, he went to the Prophet ﷺ and complained against Mu'ad. The Prophet ﷺ said thrice, O oh, Mu'ad, أتريد يا Mu'ad أن تكون Fatana. O Mu'ad, are you putting the people to trial? And it would have been better if you had recited Surah Al-A'la, سبح اسم al which is chapter 87 and wa وَضُحَاهَا, chapter 91 Or, وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يغشى, Chapter 92 For the old, the weak, and the needy pray behind you. So the Prophet وسلم, became angry because of the prolongation of the Salah. So from this they concluded that the prolongation which goes beyond the Sunnah is haram, is forbidden. Because the Prophet ﷺ became angry for that, and also the Imam, when he is praying, he is praying not only for himself but for others. So, if the person is praying alone, he may prolong the prayer as the Prophet ﷺ said, as much as he wishes. And the hadith reported by Abu Hurairan is also inside Bukhari. So if someone is praying for, you know, for himself, praying, I mean alone, and he limits his uh, recitations and the remembrances in Salah to that which is obligatory, then he can do that. But when he is an Imam, then he doesn't have that. In that case, he must pray the Salah, which is in accordance with the Sunnah, as much as possible. But suppose in certain circumstances that the group, the Jama'ah and the Masjid are known, limited number and known, and they say, oh, such and such to the Imam, uh, lighten on us, because we got work to do, or we are busy. So in this case, he may uh, lighten or shorten the prayer to that which is the least obligatory. Because the mu'min, those led in the prayer, gave him the permission to do so. So therefore, what constitutes the shortening is the shortening that is in agreement with the Sunnah not the agreement of people's desires. Not the agreement which fits people's desires or in response to their desires. So if the Imam recites in Salat al Jum'ah, recites Surah al Jum'ah, which is chapter sixty two, and Al munafiqeen which is Chapter sixty three, then in this case he is not considered prolonging the prayer. Why? Because he is in agreement with the Sunnah. As we know in Sahih Muslim from the Hadith of Abi Huraira. Similarly, if he recites in the Fajr prayer on Friday, Surah Al-Sajda, al Mim Tanzeel, Al-Sajda, which is chapter 32, in the first rak'ah, and in the second raqa if he recites recites al Insan, hal Al Insan, which is chapter seventy six, then in this case he is in agreement with the Sunnah. And as Anas bin Malik described the Prophet alaihi wasallam said, uh, described the Prophet salah he said, I have never prayed behind any Imam whose salah is more short and more complete than that of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So therefore, the Salah which is in agreement with the Sunnah is that which is the shortest in length and the most complete. And what constitutes therefore the length and the duration of the Salah is the Sunnah and therefore the Imam must not obey some of the lead, the ma'mums, the ma'moom in opposing the Sunnah, because the following of the Sunnah is a Rahma, the a mercy. However, if something uh, arises which necessitates the shortening, in this case he may do so, because again, this is from the Sunnah. Also, it is from the Sunnah to prolong the first rak'ah uh, more than the second rak'ah, and this is the Sunnah, as came in the Hadith of Abu Qatada that the Prophet ﷺ used to prolong the first rak'ah more than the second. And also, this, in addition of it being the sunnah, it is also in agreement with, uh, with, the, with, the, with the natural thing. Because when the person comes and enters the salah, he comes enthusiastic and motivated and lively. So it is fitting, therefore, to have the first rakah uh, prolonged more than the second. And also, in this, there is another benefit which is also giving consideration uh, to the ma'moom who uh, enters after the iqamah of the salah. However, the scholars excluded two uh, situations. The first, if the difference in length between the surahs is uh, is, is uh, minimal, then there is no harm. Like in the case of Surah Al-A'la, uh, سَبْدْحِ اسْمَ al الْأَعْلَى, 87 and 88 Surah Al-Ghashiyah, recited on Friday and on the day of Eid. We know that the Ghashiyah 87 is its length is is uh, is increases that of the uh, that of al-A'la, but uh, it's only uh, there's only minimal difference in the uh, length of the recitation between the two. The second situation is that during salat al-Khawf, the salat of fear. The description of the Salah and the manner of the Salah of fear came in different forms from the Prophet as necessitated by the situations. And from the forms that came is that the Imam divides the army into two uh, divisions or two groups. Some stay facing the enemy, and the other enters the salah with the imam, joins the imam in salah. So if the imam stands for the second rakah, those led behind him now uh, will depart from him individually and complete their salah while the imam is standing. Then afterwards, they will go to take the positions from the second group and replace them. And the second group will come and join the Imam while the Imam is standing. And they will pray with him the remaining rakah. So if he sits for the tashahud, they will stand up and complete their salah before the Imam uh, makes his salam. Then they will sit with him, afterwards, make tashahud and make taslim with him. So the, in this case, the imam in the second rakah, his uh, length of staying, uh, standing is uh, more than that in, in his first rakah. But this is what came in the sunnah. In order what? In order to consider the situation of the other the group. The next matter, the next uh, subject in this discussion for tonight is the imamah of the fasiq, the fasiq, the disobedient Muslim leading the salah. So the first matter under this is, is the, uh, who is the fasiq? Who is the fasiq? Linguistically, the term fasiq is known in Arabic as uh, that which is al-kharij, meaning that which is coming forth. That which is coming forth. And it is taken from their saying, fasiqat thamaratu an qishriha. The fresh ripe date came forth from its skin. Fasaqat came forth from its skin. And Islamically refers to the one who went forth, departed from, forsake or relinquished the obedience to Allah by uh, committing a, a major sin lesser than kufr, or insisting upon minor sins. This is the fasiq. This is the definition of the fasiq. And sometimes the term fasiq is given to the kafir. He is called a fasiq. As in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Maidah chapter 5 verse 25. Qala ta'ala فَافْرُقْ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَ الْقَوْمِ الْفَاسِقِينَ he Musa said, O oh my Lord, I have power only over myself and my brother. So separate us from the people who are fasiq. Here this, uh, uh, this is a reference to the kafir. And also as in the case of Surah Al-Kahf, chapter 5, verse 15. Iblis And remember when we said to the angels, prostrate to Adam, so they prostrated except Iblis, Satan. He was one of the jinns, he disobeyed the command here. ففسق. He disobeyed. فَسَقَ عن أمر ربه. Now. Will you then take him and hold? offsprings as protectors and helpers rather than me while they are enemies to you. Uh, Also as the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Sajda 3220 وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ فَسَقُوا فَمَأْوَاهُمُ النَّارُ وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ فَسَقُوا فَمَأْوَاهُمُ النَّارُ and as for those who are facet, you see this here again, it refers to the disbelievers. Their abode will be the fire. So, therefore, the term facet may be also given uh, or uh, applicable to the Kafir. Now, what about praying behind a facet? First opinion that the prayer behind a facet is invalid. Whether a fasiq is leading a fasiq in prayer or leading other than a fasiq. So if two people are together who backbite people and the salah commences, then none of them should lead lead the other in prayers in accordance with this opinion. Because if uh, Zayd Plays behind Amr, his salah is invalid, and the opposite is true, according to this opinion. Because each one of them is a fasiq. Because each one of them is a fasiq. And so, if two people, uh, one of them uh, smokes cigarettes, uh, or both of them smoke cigarettes, then The prayer led by someone, one by one of them, uh, leading the prayer for the other, uh, is in is invalid, and uh, both uh, prayers are invalid because each one of them is a fasiq, and so also in the case of two people who have their beards shaved. None of them should lead the other in the prayer, according to this opinion, because both are fasiqs. And the fasiq, it is incorrect to have him as an imam. But if we take by this opinion, then many people would miss the congregational prayer. Many people will miss the congregational prayer. The second opinion is that the salah behind the imam who is fasiq is valid. Even, uh, even in the state where his fisk, his disobedience is apparent. And this is based upon two evidences. One is the general saying of the Prophet ﷺ, the one who leads the people in the prayer is the one who knows most of the Quran, who knows more of the Quran. And this is in Sahih Muslim. The second evidence is the <coughs> is the prayer of leaders, oppressors, unjust uh, leaders, who lead people in Salah uh, beyond its uh, prescribed time. What did the Prophet ﷺ admonish concerning this? He commanded that we pray this Salah on its time, And if we attain it with them, with these unjust rulers who who lead the prayers, then we pray with them. Pray with them, and it will be a nafil, an optional prayer for you. And also, He said, concerning these leaders, so they lead you, if they lead you, and if they. pray correctly, then it is for them and for you, and if they commit mistakes, then it is for you and it is against them. The other evidence is that the companions, may Allah be pleased with all of them, and from them is Ibn Umar, they used to pray behind al-Hajjaj ibn Yusuf. And he was uh, a very well-known uh, fasiq. And Ibn Umar, radiyallahu was one of those most keen uh, to follow the sunnah. Yet he prayed behind al-Hajjaj. From another angle also we say, the ruling is that whoever his salah is correct, then his leading in imamah leading the salah is correct. And there is no distinguishing or no proof for distinguishing between the correctness of the salah of one salah and the correctness of the salah of the imam. So when this imam is leading the prayer then if he is committing a sin then the sin is upon him. But if he commits a sin which is related to the salah such that if he commits this sin and it invalidates his Salah, then praying behind him is invalid because of him committing a haram in the Salah, and his sin is related to the Salah. But if it is something unrelated, external to the Salah, then it is upon him, and the Salah of those led is valid. This opinion is the one which is fitting and people cannot escape but take by it. Because if we apply the first opinion upon people, we wouldn't find an imam who is fit for imama nowadays. So the correct opinion... Is the validity of the salah behind a fasiq imam? So, if someone prays behind an imam who shaves his beard, or who smokes, or deals with riba, with usury, or committed uh, adultery, or theft then the salah of those led is valid as to the kafir definitely the salah behind the kafir is absolutely forbidden and it's not valid whether his kufr is due to conviction or saying or action or as in the case of abandonment of salah We say that while we know that it's not possible for a Muslim to pray behind a Kafir. But assuming that a person prayed behind some person and he didn't know that he was a Kafir except after he finished his prayer, then is it binding upon him to redo the Salah or not? some of the scholars are with the opinion that he does not redo the Salah because he is excused. And the other opinion is that no, he, he, does, uh, he should redo the Salah because it is from the conditions for the validity of imama of leading the prayer is that the imam is a Muslim. But if someone says, if someone says with the opinion that if the, there is an indication for his apparent kufr, then this salah is invalid, then it's possible. In this case, there will be no excuse uh, as in terms of ignorance. So, the correct opinion, therefore, if the person is ignorant concerning the kufr of the imam then his salah meaning the ones led is correct is valid if the fasiq imam uh, is is, uh, someone that cannot be faced due to his authority is the salah behind him valid One opinion that it is not. And those who said it is not, they exclude two matters. Praying behind him Salat al-Jum'ah and praying behind him Salat al-Eid. If it is not possible to pray them behind someone else, like in a case where there is no one in this town except one One mosque for holding the jummah and and in this case it is permissible, they say, to pray behind him. This is an exception. And also they say in terms of the Eid, if there is no Musalla Eid except one, and his Imam is Fasiq, there is no other place, then we pray behind him, because if we don't do so, then we will miss the Eid and miss the Jummah. But if in the town there is no masjid except this masjid and his imam is Fasib, then in the other prayers other than the Jum'ah and the Eid, the praying behind him in according with this opinion is invalid. However, the correct opinion that the prayer behind him is the correct opinion, meaning it is rather the, it is valid. case. If, according to you, you believe that your imam is fasaq, but, according to his belief, to his uh, na'am, he he doesn't consider himself to be fasaq. Like, take as an example, if you hold to the opinion or the belief that the, that smoking cigarettes is haram, and he doesn't see that it is haram, the imam, then is your salah behind him valid or not? The answer is yes, it is valid. Because if you ask about him, you will be told, he is fast in accordance with his opinion, you will say no. Why? Because you know that he considers it to be halal. So that's why in a case, for example, if a person does not see that eating the camel meat invalidates the wudu, while you hold to the opinion that it does, so if he eats from the camel meat, and he leads you in the prayer, then the salah is correct, is valid. Yet you believe that his salah is invalid. You understand? And that's why the people of knowledge, rahimahumullah say, and the prayer behind someone who is on a different opinion than you in the branches is valid. Even though that he may do that which you think it is haram. And if you think about it, this is from the blessing of Allah upon us. Because if we say that the prayer behind someone who holds to a different opinion than you in these matters of we we are talking about, then uh, there will be a lot of hardship on people. Is that clear? The third matter is the prayer behind a woman imam is invalid. And the the evidences for this is first, the hadith, no woman should lead a man, but this hadith is da'if, is weak. However, it is supported in ruling, it is supported in the ruling by the hadith, such people who have women to lead their affairs or rule by a woman will never be successful. And the group and the congregation who are led by an Imam, they are considered as people who are ruled by this Imam, render their affairs in his hand. So therefore, in conclusion, it is not valid for the woman to be an imam for them. And there is another evidence and that the Prophet said, خَيْرُ صُفُوفِ nisaa The best of women's role, of the roles of women, are those in the back. And this stands as evidence that they should not have a place in the front. And we know that the imam has one place, and that is in the front. And if we say that their leading the prayer is valid, leading the prayer for the men is valid, then the situation will be uh, the opposite. She will be in the front, and the men will be in the back and this is not supported by the sharia what about now the prayer of the child as an imam the first opinion is that the imama leading the prayer by a child to that the imama of a child uh, Leading the prayer of uh, someone who or some people who are adults is invalid. His imamah is invalid. And the child, we are talking about a woman leading men in prayer. With respect to the child, is the one who did not attain the age of puberty. And the age of puberty is attained by one of the three things with respect to the uh, males. So the puberty is reached with respect to the males when the boy completes 15 years. Of age, second, the growth of the pubic hair, third, uh, the sexual discharge of semen due to sexual desire in awakeness or in sleep. If any one of these three occurs with the male uh, child, then he becomes adult, and with respect to the woman, there is another element, and that is the menstruation. If she gets her menses, even when she is ten years, then she is considered an adult. So, if the ma'amum is adult, and the Imam is a child, then according to this opinion, it is invalid. The salah is invalid. And they cite the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, لا تقدموا سبيانكم Don't introduce your children. And, And we will know that this hadith has no basis. And they also argue On the other hand, that the salah of the child is Nafil, is optional, is considered, because he is not adult. While the salah of the adult behind him is considered Fard, is Fard, obligatory. And the Fard is higher in rank than the Nafil. So if it is higher in rank, then it is incorrect to have the follower who is adult, following that who is in a lesser rank than him. And if we make the salah of the child correct or valid, then in this case we would make the one in the higher rank following that who is in lesser rank. And they said this is in opposition to the principle of analogy of things. And the analogy is that The analogy is to have the one in higher rank to to have him uh, being followed rather than uh, a follower. They, on the other hand, uh, validated the prayer led by a child uh, leading another child or other children. They said this is permissible. The second opinion is that the Salah of the adult behind a child is valid. And the evidence for this is what is affirmed in Sahih al-Bukhari, that Amr bin Salama al-Jurami anhu led his people in prayer when he was six or seven years of age. That is because he used to receive the uh, people who would come from Uh, The side of the Prophet and take from them the Qur'an and that when his father came from the Messenger and the Prophet told them that uh, the one who leads them in the prayer is the one who knows most of the Qur'an meaning in memory so they checked around them to look who, you know, who is valid to read the prayer in accordance with the saying of the Prophet, so they introduced him, because he knew more than them. He knew the Qur'an more than them. So he was their imam, and he was six or seven. He said that a woman came uh, one day and she found them uh, prostrating and that his lower garment was short and a part of his aura appeared. So she said in a loud voice, cover the behind of your reciter. So they bought him a new thobe a new garment. And he said, Nothing was more pleasing to me after Islam than this, uh, that my pleasure, uh, than than my pleasure in this thobe and this garment. So, as to the analogy, this is uh, addressed by saying that there is no analogy when there is an authentic evidence. That is because analogy is an opinion. And it could be correct and it could be incorrect. And no one should say regarding the matters of deen by his opinion. So if we have a hadith which is Sahih and in Al-Bukhari, then the opinion, if, uh, uh, the opinion having the hadith in Sahih Al-Bukhari and encountered by an opinion is nothing. But now, someone may object and say, did the Prophet ﷺ know about this incident of this a child, Amr bin Salama, leading his people, or he didn't? The answer is either we say that he knew, or we say he didn't know, or we don't know. So if he knew, Therefore taking this as a proof from the Sunnah is clear. And if we know that he ﷺ, did not know, then we say that Allah knew, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew of that. And Allah, the Most High, approving this in a time when revelation was still going on is an evidence for its permissibility and that it is not to be rejected. Because if it was something to be rejected, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not have allowed it, even if the Prophet ﷺ, assuming he did not know. And the evidence for this is in the Qur'an, the evidence for this argument is in the Qur'an. In Surah Al-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 108, يَسْتَخْفُونَ مِنَ النَّاسِ وَلَا يَسْتَخْفُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَهُوَ مَعَهُمْ مَا لَا يرضى مِنَ الْقَوْلِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ بما يعملون They may hide their crimes from men, but they cannot hide them from Allah, for He is with them by His knowledge when they plot by night in words that he does not approve. And Allah ever encompasses what they do. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not accept from them their hiding. Yet the people did not know of this. They hide from men. And they hid something which is uh, an evil and wrong. So therefore this indicates that Something evil, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not allow it to pass, if, even if people don't know of it. Meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not leave it, and even, uh, even so the people don't, don't, don't know of that. So, the meaning here is that, had this action of Amr bin Salama, the boy leading his people, had it something wrong, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala would not have allowed it because there it is occurring at the time when revelation is going on. So, had it not been right, Allah the Most High, and this is a matter of Sharia, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala would not have allowed it. Also, we can say another argument is that the Sahaba. May Allah be pleased with all of them. Uh, took as evidence for the permissibility to practice coitus interrupt. How? By the fact that, as in the hadith, كانوا والقرآن ينزل. We used to practice coitus interrupt while the Qur'an was being revealed. So had it been something unlawful, and the Qur'an was still being revealed, it would not have been approved. So therefore this uh, stands as a strong evidence that the salah of the child leading the prayer is valid, and the prayer of those led is valid behind him. This concludes the points for the discussion of tonight. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it of a benefit for myself and for all of you. الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله و محمد وآل وصحبه وسلم.